Yeah, I mean, if you're just honest, even if people like steer away from you because of your honesty, it doesn't fucking matter. It's like you've been honest and you're telling the truth. Be honest with everything you fucking do. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Neon Talk, a podcast about the innovation and motivation behind artists and entrepreneurs following their dreams. This is episode 127, and on today's episode, we have a producer, an MC. He's an artist, just an all-around entrepreneur. Uh, he's has worked with many collaborations between the hip-hop world and the EDM world, and is even a neon black clothing-sponsored artist. Thank you so much for joining me, Missinian. I'm so happy to be here. How are you? Me too. I'm great. I'm great. Like, like I was just telling you about my voice though, this is probably one of the worst weeks I've had it. So I apologize. Just telling in... me after a tour, don't worry about it. <laughs> and you know, that's the sad thing. I blame the masks because I'm a host over. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> like, you imagine doing that shit? Explicit with the holly gigs up, like all that kind of shit. Like, I get it. Don't yeah, because I mean that's a lot of that's a lot of uh, like just voice training and like breathing and and that you have to focus on to not damage your vocal cords doing that for you know when if you're on a tour you're going to how many different states I mean and you're doing shows so consistently every night I can only imagine that the recovery for you has to be just as important as like the preparation for a show. Um. Yeah. Most definitely. Um. To be honest with you, it's like I started with drum and bass music, all right? And like, actually before that, I started with hip hop music. Hip hop has always been my first love and it will always be my first love. And then it went into drum and bass music. Then it went into dubstep and techno and all that kind of thing. And then electro, all that kind of thing. And then it started becoming rhythm and they started giving everything like drum step names and all these crazy genre names like liquid yada 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 and i was like this is all fucking music yo like music is beautiful and i love making all music producing it and seeing helping other people write to it helping singers like evolve and like get to where they need to go uh, i lead a very fortunate life and i feel very blessed and um you know, I come from shit and I'm very happy to be where I'm at right now. And, you know, people have been like, why don't you come out with more songs? It's because I'm um, producing motherfuckers albums behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, I've been around the world like 20 times. It's like, I, I want to help other people do their things. So yeah, you feel like you've almost had your your spot in the the limelight. You know, you have your things where you get that attention. You, you'd rather focus it on helping grow other people that are along this journey with you as well. True. I mean, I'll do it again. I do it all the time. Like, I mean, not during this COVID virus, obviously, like there's no way in hell. Yeah, you know? I was I was going to ask you about how that kind of affected, you know, everything, being an MC, being someone who vibes off that crowd. I'm trying to take these glasses off, but it's like I got a bright light in my face for the lighting of this show. And like it hurts my eyeballs. I was telling you earlier, it like hurts my eyes because of the laser beams that have been to my eyes. And yeah. You know, well, it's kind of tough, but... If you need um, to, you're more than welcome to put them back on. It's okay. You can look cool. Wear sunglasses at night. Actually feels more comfortable with them on, but I'll, I'll talk for a minute with them all. Um, yeah, like, just to be on some real shit, it's like, I love performing in front of an audience. I love emceeing, DJing, 
I love like, you know, even if I could do something like live in front of an act, you know, like as far as like, like being a pianist or like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. With that, like plays guitar or something like that. Like I love doing all that. Like I'm a producer. Yeah. And I, I love doing that kind of thing, but I'm not like one of those dudes that like produces tracks and is just like, this is everything I'm gonna do. And it just like, I'm gonna make people like rage against like the, the rails and jump around and like, you know what I mean? I wake up some mornings and I wanna make something that sounds beautiful and like yeah. something very classic and touching and like something that I feel will live forever because a lot of these, um, songs that are being made now in all of these genres, they're disposable. Mm-hmm. Same way that the new generation of people that listen to hip hop, like they listen in a trap, they don't understand hip hop. Like yep. that, you know the classic, like, exactly. Listen to rock or like pop music or whatever. They don't understand where that came from. And then going back to the actual- The roots of it. And history and like mm-hmm. knowledge where music came from and it didn't always used to be like that and it started to happen over the last like 20 years you know what i'm saying so yeah i've I've witnessed it i've witnessed it slowly and it's um it's not something i appreciate i think that people that take the time to dig in the crates as easy as it is on the internet to just youtube something nowadays Mm -hmm. it's like it'd be a good thing and yeah. like showing my age, I'm saying this for anybody in the future, like 20 years from now, dig back in the crates on the internet and like listen to where your music comes from. 100%. Like what inspired, like the people that inspire you. Exactly. That history, I think those backbones, I've talked about this, you know, before when it comes to just the artistry of of creating music the poetry behind it all because true hip-hop was literally just spoken word that's kind of how it started it was it was just rhymes and poetry put to a beat so and and those story they used to be stories they used to tell a story and you could feel that emotion and like you were saying now that's just a lot of disposable just quick you know get it out you know make a hit drop the next thing and I've been thankfully thankful for the artists that that I do know who have been creating music still now throughout COVID and stuff have taken a lot of that turn of instead of just like being like, hey, okay, I need to drop this because it's been so long since I've dropped a song and people are asking. They're taking their time now to invest their soul and that passion more of who they are as artists into that music again. Yeah, most definitely. Um... A lot of people during this COVID virus, they're either finding themselves or they're losing themselves. And I found myself like a long time ago and I've lived, uh, like I said, a very crazy fucking lifestyle. I almost feel like a gypsy slash hood, prophet, thug, like pacifist. Like, I don't (laughs) know what the fuck. I mean, I've really had a weird life where I had to, adapt to every situation around me so when you hear my lyrics um if you know my lyrics i've gotten to look into a few yeah so it's like if you know my lyrics and you know the things that i talk about it's like i'm i'm speaking as a poet to the pad but i'm also letting out a lot of aggression and to me it's cathartic and it's therapy and it's it's from where i come from but it's also adding a lot of peace and love and knowledge from what I've experienced since then touring the world like over 20 times, you know yeah. what I mean? 
it's like I've been to like Japan, South Africa, like, you know, like any, just name any, like 50 plus countries, you know what I'm saying? So I this music and, you know, obviously like fans and like people that just go to parties in general and all that, like I call them parties, whatever you call them, festivals or raves. Raves, or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> like, I just feel blessed um, to have like sustained the energy of everywhere that I've went and came back, whether I lived in the hood, which I used to, and now I live in a very nice place. And I'm happy about that. And thank you all for that because that's you're you're doing. But um I never forget where I came from. I never forgot how I grew up. I grew up like, you know, those roots that yeah. Living in a car, living on a park bench, like, you know, just chilling with my mom in the snow, moving our bags, like getting beat up by like her boyfriends and stuff like that. Like crazy ill shit. Yeah. And coming to this time in my life where I like I realize I mean, it's not just now. It's been like for years now. Like I've just had this ultimate peace that just resonates within me. Mm. And I can like let my chakras align. I know that sounds like weird to some of y'all. No. <laughs> I am one of those dudes that like can compartmentalize everything that's going on in my life and my mind and select one, accomplish it, select another, accomplish it. And um, I, I really do care for everybody that listens to my music. I'm not one of those dudes that's just like, yo, let's hit the strip club. Let's fucking blow money on all these fucking Gucci fucking whatever. Like, yo, I'm chilling. Yeah. I mean, I'm black. Like, mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm black. It's, it's that, sport, that support, that community, that, you know, that yeah. building. Yes, indeed. And, you know, I teach children that have autism. I teach children with mental illness and young adults with mental illness. And I do that in my spare time and keeps me very grounded. And I think the most profound thing in my life is that because when I thought music was the most important thing, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, like there's something more divine than music. 100%. Music's uh, definitely a, a beautiful frequency that we can all resonate with. And I think definitely helps bring us all back to a certain a certain similar level when it comes to having a, a one consciousness. I know it's going to sound a lot of craziness for just some people, but yeah, just that it, music definitely does grab that. But I think what you're kind of getting at is like that family, that dynamic of like the, the singularness with just individuals, like that's more important than, than the music itself. Like the music can bring everybody together, but it's those connections that you have with those people that have been brought together that are most important. It's yeah, I, I agree with what you say 100%. But I really do feel that, like, the togetherness that you feel with one other person. Like, I played like massive raves, like Crumb Fields, like, you know, like Ultra, like Virgin Music Festival, like all this kind of like say whatever rave you want, like Lost Lands, blah, 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 blah. All right. So, played these parties everybody's looking at you you're on the same page you're on the same planet you're in the same venue the mm -hmm. music is going everything is going off the fucking rails you're there but there's so many people there you're attached but you're still combined right yeah you're with people with certain individuals that are like they they're necessary like 
it's hard to understand. Like they, they need staff, they need teaching, they need a mentor, they need somebody there for them. It's necessary for them. All right. Mm-hmm. And you start seeing them talking because they've never formulated words before. And then you hear them talk in a sentence for the first time. And you're like, wow, the, the time that like I, we've been working together, I, like this means a lot to me. And then you hear them just talking over and over and over and over and over again. You're just like, wow, now that you can't shut this person up. And I like that. I like that they have a voice. They have something that they're like, I could never say this before. Yeah voice now and you need to listen to it and whether it's good or bad there's times <laughs> you know like it's it's all about patience and understanding commitment and love dedication to like what you really feel is like going to make them the best to be able to transition into um quote unquote real life rather than being babied all of their life yeah That's about like these people that I work with like these young adults with autism just and helping like, them transition into something better and like I've had a little kid named after me you know what I'm saying like it's it's interesting that I taught like this this one boy and like he's a grown like grown now and they ended up naming the little boy afterwards in my name that's so, so... Like, that, that's like more special than like playing a a raid a and festival like, yeah people being like can I get a autograph or whatever it's like who am I to be given like I've always felt that way like who am I to be signing anything and like some people look at it that way just kind of that pedestal like this light is bothering. no no you're good man please the, I, I like the shades anyways on y'all but like real talk like that shit's bugging the shit I'm you're good um <laughs> So, I mean, but that's, that's, that's such a beautiful thing, but I mean, it, I know what you mean. It's kind of like a, it, it's kind of like you have this, like that pedestalness when it comes to, you know, some music, the way that fans kind of like portray you where in this other world, you know, that you have this deeper relationship and connecting with someone one-on-one versus just producing a song or playing music for somebody. You're able to really grab them on a deeper level of their of an individual and watch them truly better themselves on a on an even a deeper level for you too because you know you are on that one-to-one versus being on a stage in front of hundreds and thousands of people while music still makes a difference I can see where you you have a stronger like uh passion for something more along the lines of helping these individuals out one-on-one that's awesome yeah I, I mean like I appreciate that and thank you. And, but at the same point, sometimes people have written me like it's probably over 30 times. People have said like my music has saved their life. I have no idea how that's happened. But if that's happened, thank you so much. And I write back to them always, like whether it's people that have been in like the army or like people that are just like going through something that's like very like they're like cutting themselves and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I don't recommend like anybody trying to harm themselves ever, you know what I'm saying? There's but, definitely um, help and phone numbers out there for people who are in need. And you if know? you're feeling any of that, please reach out to that. But like what I'm saying is reaching out to a whole crowd helps them make their night. And it's a memorable experience they'll have and they'll reflect on it throughout their life. Mm-hmm. Working with someone and having them not speak 
to be able to form sentences and go on to live their life yeah. and express themselves forever yeah. is something that's in like you cannot describe that. Yeah. Like, I can't describe that and like I cry like a little bee. <laughs> it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something that's very special to me. That's beautiful, man. Well, well, to to just kind of. I'm not trying to be like a soft. No, no, please. That's okay. We it's some hard thug and like yo, I'll go there if you want it. But it's like I'm I'm a grown man now. It's like yo, I don't got time for that shit. (laughs) I fucking spit on the mic. It's so I don't have to fucking do it in real life no more. (laughs) Like I get I get mad. Like people get like flagrant with me. I ain't talking about Andrew. You know what I'm saying? Like I get flagrant. I get flagrant too. I get 2000. You know what I'm saying? Like I get like there's a um there's a piece to me that's so beautiful, but if you really want that anger and if you want to hurt my family, like it can come out. And I put it in some of my lyrics and all that. And if you want a response to like how do we solve this, like you like I'm solving myself on the mm-hmm. microphone. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people understand what I'm doing while I'm doing it, but it's kind of like I'm trying to show, hey, I need therapy. I'm also the therapist. Hey, that thing. And like, it, it depends what song you listen to. And every song relates to somebody in a different way. But whether you like my shit or not, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> honestly, it, as long as you're a good person in society and you help people and like you love other human beings that's what means something to me facts you know that's all that means anything to me 100 percent. i think that's the thing that i think that should be a baseline for a lot of people's like levels of just decency um <laughs> that's like a, a, a shout out to him what a, what um man. Well, quick sidebar uh, for for the everyone. I just want to give some love to everybody who's in our our chat here for the live stream. Um, and you've definitely got uh, you got Glockwork Records music saying that uh, you always wear yeah, shades on. You always got shades on. It's tour life. Well, what who's that, David? It just says uh, Glockwork Records music. I don't know exactly specifics. But uh, I got shades on, it's too early. I got a bright light in my face, so I could like, like actually like make this look semi-professional. <laughs> oh, you're definitely getting locked. That, that's my boy David, man. Shout out him. Um, he's coming out with a label called Stay Gold, and we're gonna be working on some tunes soon. Um, probably like three or four, right? And um, shout out um, Gobsmacked. Shout out like um, you know. We had a homeboy that passed, and uh, I don't want to say too much about it, but love to him. You know, he took the dive, and I I hope the hospital that checked him out early is held fully responsible for his passing when they should have kept him in there. Damn, that sounds rough, man. But, you know, I want to get close to the information without giving away too much about who it's about. Understandable. The little, the little, the, the, the right tidbits, right little tidbits. I just wanted to tell you what I think should happen. Yeah. Facts, man. Facts. Well, well, let's, let's change up this, uh, that energy a little bit and focus more on that, that therapy you were talking about in the mic. Cause I wanted to touch on that. So Uh, doing my research, I found out. So Missinian, the name is Sinian. Originally it was kind of a mix of kind of just this, uh, 
uh, I don't want to say necessarily like nickname, but you had a messier lifestyle as a child. Then also this fluke that happened with a flyer misspelling and then you yeah. taking this on because the original name was based off of uh, the Messinia, like a war over for like a Spartan war, correct? Yeah, so, yeah, it was like the Spartans and the Messinians and the Spartans were like the stronger ones. The Messinians were the ones that were the scholars. And like at that time, they were like the most looked after scholars in the world. Like they were like looked at like we're the shit. We know everything. We can help everybody with everything, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes to people with knowledge, usually people with knowledge are more docile, right? So what happened was the Spartans came into the Messinian culture. There was a 30-year war. There's a famous Messinian 30-year war, like blah blah blah. And um what happened was the Spartans won, but what happened is they started indoctrinating all of the culture of Messinians' thoughts into their culture and their spirit lived on. So even though it looked like they were decimated on a battlefield, mentally, like 30 years of fighting, it's, it, it, it made the Spartans that much smarter. But I looked at it as hip hop being 30 years from when I was like started doing hip hop and all that, like mm -hmm. when I was doing all that kind of thing, it was a 30 year difference. And I remember being called messy all the time. And I used to graffiti and like fucking like burn. And I would, I would write mess all the time. I, I, well, I wrote mess. I wrote grave. I wrote like a couple other things. I can't tell you because of property damage. But um, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to out myself. As you shouldn't. You should keep that secret. Yeah, but um, yeah. So mess was like one of the things I write, and everybody just called me messy, and I was always messy. Like I've always been like very clumsy and very kind of like I walk into a party. I'm very reserved right now, but like a lot of times I come through, I'm like, yo, what's good? What the fuck is cracking? Da -da -da -da. Knocking shit over, accidentally <laughs> getting people in the nose, like people fucking like hugging, like crazy, like fucking like just high-fiving and shit. It's and, all over um, the place. People get a weird distinction of, or not distinction, like uh, they get a weird like kind of like look at who I am as a human being. Mm. And they're just kind of like, oh, that's who he is all the time. This is who he is all the time on his tracks. I am one of the most peaceful human beings on this planet. But if it comes down to it and somebody rolls up, like I've been in situations in North Philly and like just different places that I've lived where sometimes you just got to carry something with you at all times and you got to fucking like be ready to go. And I've been in those situations and I care not to speak about them in detail too much. You're good. I think it's important that I talk about it because even the most peaceful person in the most lawless fucking place, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the Wild West in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Like motherfuckers want to hunt on you and make you pray. Like you, there's no time to pray. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you need to start doing something to make sure that you protect yourself. And I'm not on some NRA bullshit or like, fuck all that shit. But I'm saying like, you need to make sure that you defend yourself and you protect yourself at all times. And that's why I ain't worried about shit. I ain't worried about any of these people. You know what I'm saying? Like they're trying to like start beef or whatever. Like there are none right now. I'm trying to start beef. <laughs> because these motherfuckers know. 
And if you want to start beef because these fucking Nirvana glasses, go ahead. <laughs> Come jack these Nirvana glasses. This this light's way too bright. Oh man, that's I'm, I'm fucking around right now. <laughs> no, but I mean I mean that's great though. I think that uh it, it's kind of one thing that I get from that is a lot of uh a lot of people like judge someone who's like I don't know necessarily how do I want to phrase this um people are almost they think oh this person could never do that this person could never do that they have too much of a a leniency almost on what humans are actually capable of and when you don't know you know sometimes it takes someone to show you that they are just as powerful to not be messed with for you to understand versus you know just making the assumption that just because someone might not be, you might not like uh, perceive that person as a a threat or, you know, being able to stand up for themselves, et cetera, whatever situation, there might be a lot more going on upstairs than you might not be aware of. I Yeah, I would just rather not be perceived as a threat and rather be able to live my life in peace. Well, that as well. I and think we all like, You know, honestly, like I've, um, like we don't need to get into like other things, but I, I think I feel like I've seen beyond like what our existence is, and like I've seen that many many times. And I ain't trying to be on some like obtuse Tim Leary shit or whatever, but I have a very spiritual mindset. Like I believe that I don't know. I I think people need to learn more about themselves through the universe and through like you know self sustaining themselves. And like through through their own personal therapy, yeah, looking at their minds, and you know, I'm not gonna tell anybody out there to do anything like wrong, because I'm not allowed to do that. But I hope y'all dig what I'm saying. Just make sure that you're not taking anything with fentanyl in it, and you're good. Like take something that makes you feel like spiritually on some DMT shit. All right. I think that, I mean, you make really valid points. It's so important, I think, to just be able to have an understanding of who you are as, like, an individual. There's so much about ourselves, about our ego, our shadows, you know, our just true form of ourselves in general, just completely separate from just who we perceive ourselves as as well, that not a lot of people think about on a daily basis. So many people are in these things looking at, you know, Sarah's in, you know, Puerto Rico and so-and-so is doing something I'm not instead of, instead of focusing on, you know, what they could be doing to better themselves to get to that point of what they perceive happiness to be through social media, et cetera. But just the, the... I feel bad I'm talking about bettering myself while I'm drinking. <laughs> Hey, look, we all got to enjoy ourselves. We, You know what I mean? It's just, still I, I just, life. You're an interesting character. And like, there's so many, like, there's so many things we have not delved into. It's like, you can ask me about anything. Like, honestly, there's a lot of things that can be found about me online. Like, as far as like real talk shit, like anything I've said in interviews, all that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. You asking me like all these fucking like, just random questions like talk to me about whatever you would like it makes me feel happy and comfortable 
And then other times people are like, tell the story about blah, 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 blah. And I'll be like, all right, word. But then I go into hype mode like, yo, and then this motherfucker was like, yo. And then I was like, yeah, that shit ain't going. And like, I'm not trying to be in that mood tonight. <laughs> night, and I'm just trying to chill the fuck out. You know what I mean? But at the same point, like, do like ask me whatever the fuck you want to ask me. So, well, well, on on that note, of uh, then one thing I do want to know about because we were starting to get into this before we hopped on live. So I want to know the story about how you got involved with Neon Black Clothing. Okay, so there was this um party in Atlanta, and I'm hoping you remember the name of it because I don't fucking. Remember I've been it. with Neon for two years, so you'd have a lot more of uh, wealth of knowledge than I do. Okay, so here's what it was. Like, they gave me a t-shirt to wear, and I just thought it was nice of them. It's like, they were very nice and like good-hearted people. And they were like, yo, rock this t-shirt. And like, I rocked the t-shirt. And it was at this, this big festival in Atlanta. And I forget what it's called. And I'm sure they'll t t tell you about it or whatever, or like, Text them right now and be like, what was the festival? Yada, yada. And like, just so you can like promote it or if they have some kind of like affiliation with it. But um, I was like, yo, all right, these dudes are homegrown. They're coming up and they're doing their thing. And I'm like, why the fuck not? Let's do this. Like fucking throw it on word. And then we, we kept conversating. And my little brother, he lives over in Long Beach and shit like that. So we met up. Um, and basically like, they've just been sending me shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I've been rocking, like I seriously rock this shit at, like almost every day because I really do like what they're about. And I love the name Neon Black. It just is dope. That shit just sounds dope. You know what I mean? Like, and what they make and what they create, they've been getting better and better each year. They've been like really defining themselves more and more and more. And uh, I'm not really a clothing connoisseur. Like I've dealt with who, like, you know, like the hundreds, DC shoes, like blah, blah, blah. Like just name any fucking brand. Like they send me shit. Mm -hmm. but I feel like these people actually care. And like, I'm not saying that other people didn't care, but I'm just saying like, these people are like, like coming from the grassroots of being like, yo, I remember the first time you gave me like your first print t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And they're sending me other stuff that's like way more dope. And I'm just like, all right, bet. And it has nothing to do with them sending me like fucking shit. The, the reason why I'm doing this show is because they're good people. And, and, and yeah, 100%. I think that's, you know, I think kind of one of the points that it, you can, that you kind of hit on when it comes to, you know, separating from like DC versus just like a company that's, has strong values and morals that's invested in the people who they are supporting versus just being like, oh, hey, some random person to help market my clothes, like a lot of these other bigger companies do. You know, you have a lot of these smaller companies that are just like, we like what you do and we hope that you like what we do. And then yeah. it's that cross love. No, I, I mean, I remember being like, when I lived in Vegas, I was rolling through like magic. With like Steve Aoki and fucking like, you know, little Stevie. Mm -hmm. You know who he is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Shit. Like we're just walking around with like some random other people and motherfuckers were giving up like boxes of shit and watches and all this crazy shit. And I was like, I don't need any of this. Like, I don't 
I don't need any of this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't, I don't really know Steve Aoki like that. Like we met each other like here and there because we play a lot of parties and festivals. Is he my number one boy? No, but I think he's a good kid. And like, you know, I think that fucking his pops owning Benihana has a lot to do with his career and shit like that. And like, but he's a talented motherfucker. Like, so I was like, yeah. Do I know little Stevie? Yeah. <laughs> Skateboard at Love Park when I was fucking 16 years old to like the point when I was 19. And I saw this young kid turn from a fucking like, you know, just some like kid that just had mad swag. Like, and you were just looking at this little boy like, yo, he's cool. And then I saw him just like, just fucking like shy flipping like fucking 10 steps. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like the dude was insane, man. So it was really cool, interesting experience to get all these like free clothes and blah, 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 blah. Mm. To be honest with you, it's like, um, I donated a lot of them, you know, to like, you know, Salvation Army and and like friends that wanted clothes that would also like go to raves and expose like what was going on. Yeah. The neon black shit I keep to myself. That's mine. I got it on me right now. Hey, it, man. It's not like some bullshit. It's like I wear this shit all the time. I love it. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. That's it's awesome seeing that uh, that appreciation just go like full circle. You know what I mean? Um, oh, there was one point that I was that that you touched on that made me think of a question, but I just kind of lost it a little bit. But I. Uh, it, regardless, so I want to I want to touch on some of your touring because you have toured in many different places. So you you've done in the United States and over in just like many different places, whether it's Europe, you know, uh, Asia, uh, all over. You even said South Africa. Um, there's got to be so many different restrictions when it comes to being a musician in different countries. For like, I don't know whether it's I don't want to say say restrictions. That might be the wrong word to use, but like definitely differentiations between probably the people that you collaborate with the sounds that you're bringing to each country or playing etc no good like like people know who i am and like people know what the fuck we do like when we were doing drum and bass black like me and my homeboy diesel boy we go through and tour the world and that's what it was me and like like whoever like we go around and tour them around america like destroyed um, Rise at Night, like they knew our sound. They knew what the fuck we were bringing. Me as Mycenaean playing Avalon, like with fucking Nero one night and then another night with um, fucking, who's playing that night? Hold on, let me think about it. Take a second, think about it. All right, um, yeah, yo, just like mad people, like just huge names, dude. You know what it is. It's yeah. like, and they're giving me like the the main time slot kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Avalon, and that was super sweet of them. And like they were just like, "You're the dude that can like hold them there to keep them drinking." Mm-hmm. Well, and that's drinking at one thirty. Yeah. Well, that's kind of so what I was just curious about was just because it's like I know the the rave scene or just like the the choice of whether it's you know drum and bass, that's techno, etc. is different. I say I, I started interrupt. No, Rest- say it. Say it. Other one. All right, good. <laughs> no, you're good. No, um, 
But you know, I was I was thinking more along the lines of like you know how each country I feel like has like the UK's EDM scene has a different you know vibe I think so much than like the Americans do and that so more culturally separated is what I was thinking versus like you as an individual. But like the the probably like the festivals and the shows and the collaborations I feel like you probably ran into different you know, whether it's more pop over in like Japan or, you know, this way or that way. Was that something you ran into a lot of? Um, well, one thing I did when I was 19 is, uh, you know, I went to the UK, right? Cause I was already here being participating with other people like, you know, substitution, goody, goody, other people throwing parties, having a residency at a night, like, I was playing the limelight before I was like too old to like like or too young to get in there or old to get in there, whatever the fuck you wanna call it. They had to sneak us in, you know what I'm saying? So um like this is the limelight. And I don't know if you young motherfuckers out there understand what the limelight is. It was a big deal. You know, I was <laughs> in shopping mall, bruh. Right, so and then after that, it's like I was playing all these like hood clubs, underground raves and all that shit. And then I play like other bigger clubs, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So it was really interesting for me to like look at, I don't know, can I change the topic just a little bit? Go for it. All right, where like, it was very hard for me to see people that were very culturally aware in the scene to who produced what track, what track was coming on at that point and like the year it was released like these motherfuckers like knew at that time when we were playing and pushing drum and bass in north america like some of the first flying these motherfuckers over that nobody knew mm -hmm. promoting it to people that were just like what and then having them come and fill up a whole fucking place called the electric factor in Philly yeah. and be like, holy shit. And having their minds blown, you know what I'm saying? So when I took my trip, when I was 19 years old, they knew what I was doing over here already. They were like, all right, word. Okay. So it was cool to like go with like Foxy and like Skibbity and like all these MCs that are popular. If you know who the fuck they are in you know, like that kind of culture, like drum and bass culture. Mm -hmm. And I come from hip hop first. Number one, I host the rap battles in West Philly, blah, 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 blah. And fucking rapped wherever the fuck I could, like any, yeah. any corner, any bus, anything that I was on, subway, yada, yada. And then go to their culture and then hear what they were about. They were like, like that kind of shit. And then me just getting on and just being like, oh, mission every your vocabulary dwell within the sanctuary of the rivers, tributaries flowing through my coronary, the Virgin Mary in the eyes of revolutionaries buried in the cemeteries, casual with the visionaries. And like, people were just like, the fuck is this shit? And I'm just like, I'm saying, I'm spitting what I, where I come from and like yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And so it was interesting to like go into nightclubs with them and had them show me like, yo, this is what we do over here. And then I came back and I got to admit for like a half a year, I was trying to like imitate a little bit of what they were doing, thinking like maybe that was like, that was the right thing to yeah. do. Right? Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? No, it's not. You're like, a fucking like American. <laughs> You're a drum and bass artist, but you came up on hip-hop 
drum and bass was inspired a little bit by hip hop, plus all these other breaks and like all this other techno shit. And I was just like, you know what? I got nothing but love for other MCs. Like I want everyone to succeed. I don't give a fuck if you're like the man or fucking Lil Xan. You feel what I'm saying? Like I want you to win. Like yeah. if you like, I want everyone to win. I want everyone to be successful, happy, healthy, loving with their life. Yes. That's all I could ever fucking pray for. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I don't necessarily believe in God. I'm like I would consider myself Buddhist if anything. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's crazy. It's just it's one of those things like being able to see what they did in that nightlife out there at such a young age, yeah. I, was like, I came back with a whole different perspective. And I was like, thank you very much for that education of your scene. Yeah. But going to Japan and having girls throw panties at me. Uh, okay. Going to Australia and South Africa and stuff like that. And like, just like seeing like the unity that drum and bass was providing for both like you know, blacks and whites after coming through all that apartheid shit. It was mm -hmm. so cool to see everybody at the same party and like, you know, how they speak like Dutch Afrikaans like mm -hmm. out there like sometimes. And then there's like, you know, the people that are like kind of like looking at people kind of racist. And then there's everyone that's unified. It was cool to go back every time. I've been to Africa like 11 times, right? It was okay. always cool to go back to Johannesburg, like Durban, like Anywhere I went there, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. Cape Town especially is the like the most beautiful fucking place on earth. Like to see everything evolve slowly as I went there and start to see like more like everybody's coming together. That is what this scene's about. And what I started with before, I'm going to throw it back. Nobody cares about the culture or where things come from anymore. No. It's the same as hip hop. It's almost the same as rock nowadays. Yeah. Like, none, nobody cares where things come from. It's this instant like, gratification why? nowadays. It's this, it's, it, they don't have yeah. a... But yeah, it, like fucking have some like respect to like, no, like why, why is this here? Exactly. And where does it come from? It's as simple as history. Like, why are we here? Exactly. Where does yeah. it come from? I have too many people take things for for granted, you know, just the the like thinking that just because it's here now, it's kind of always been here, not really taking the time to think back and be like, oh wow, like there was there was a time in my like I'm I'm probably yeah, I, I'm young. I'm young. So it's like there's there was a time in my life where I've literally seen cell phones go from just being like in a briefcase you know, from one of my parents had all the way up to where we are now. And, and not only that, but like the dial up, the technology just, and then music and, and the arts and seeing the transition of how things went from being like, oh, wow, cool. We've got this new thing, a new way to, to share, to, to spread and everything. And it was appreciated for a little bit but then immediately became this, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? They were, people stopped taking the time to sit back and appreciate things anymore. They don't like, it's, uh, oh, my, my phone's due for an upgrade. Time to go get the next phone. Like, do, do you know how long it, like, you could probably hold on to one of these for if you just looked into how to take care of it a little bit more properly? Same thing with cars too. It's just this, this this quick turnover now that our culture has and our society has that 
they just take everything for granted. Like a 53 Chevy. You know what I'm saying? Like, like is if you took care of that shit and that shit like works off the fucking hook, like it's gonna be like they're gonna look back at it and they're gonna be like, yo, mint condition, unopened, out of the box. They're gonna be looking at that shit like like dudes at the fucking what do they call that thing where the, they all meet up? The comic Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they're gonna be looking at like Star Wars toys that are still in boxes and shit. And like, I'm I'm not dissing y'all. I love y'all. Like that shit's dope. Fine, cool. That's not my thing. You know what I mean? I like collecting art, and I like you know making art. You know what but, I mean? But at the same point, that is an art in itself. I was gonna say it's a, it's that's literally all just art is. I mean, like you having a a, a painting from a painter from you know years and years and years ago that's been kept alive and pristine because you have that appreciation is almost the same concept it's just what you put your value as art into that that really is where that line draws i think no 100 percent. it's like we have a salvador dolly and i'm just like yeah what up <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's one of those things like you know the only thing that i wish that i did have like, like my favorite artist was like, you know, Basquiat and Caravaggio. And they come from two different times, like two completely different times in history, mm -hmm. creating like paintings and like, you know, like whatever kind of art that they were conveying at the time. Yeah. But, you know, those are the two artists that I would say represent like where my mind goes when my art starts to flow. I love that. Not necessarily just with paints, but like where my where my ears and like my thought space goes and like where my chakras go, if you want to get that deep, you know what yeah. I mean? Like that's where I feel, that's where I feel I am, right between like Basquiat and Caravaggio. I'm not saying I'm any of them. Trust me, I'm not. Like, it's, you know, a, it's this It's this idea of it, this, this placement yeah. of headspace. A hundred percent. So like, I'm not comparing myself to them in any way, but I'm saying like, yo, like when I, when I get right in between that kind of level, I feel like my perception of what's going on in society, like whether if people are trying to make everything political, whether it has to do with like health or like, you know, the, the perspective of like people moving forward, like, yeah. There should be no division. There should be something that's like a timeline of like, look at how beautiful this was. Look at how beautiful this is. And look at how beautiful we can be now. Exactly. And that's the inspiration that I want to give forward. Like, that's what I mean to do. And if you hear my music and you're like, he's some fucked up motherfucker rocking about guns, kicking mad shit, like blah, blah, blah. Or like, he's just a pussy motherfucker. He's talking about this and this and this and that and other like realms and like thinking about like beyond the dimension and looking into the universe. I'm like, you know what? Think what you think, hear my music, how you hear it. But when you meet me as a person, you'll be treating me a lot different. And I guarantee it. That's it. Yeah. Perception. Perception is a uh, a beautiful thing. And we can always definitely change other people's perceptions, too, with the right truths, you know, and then the right persuasions, I guess, would be another way to put it. But uh, unfortunately, we are starting to get a little a little short on time here. So before we uh, start wrapping it up too much, I definitely want to talk a little bit more about what you have future endeavor wise for going forward in 2021 with your music. OK, so. um. For 2021, I have been working on a trap project, and it's a whole album, and it's going to be with my homeboy, Nick, 
Groff, and he's one of the creators of Ghost Adventures. He doesn't work on the show anymore because he was kicked off by some bitch ass motherfucker called Zach. <laughs> I don't know if y'all watch that show, but I like, have no I, idea. I know the truth. Like, yo, I met this dude playing basketball, and uh, me and like his homeboy we were playing basketball in like Vegas, and like I just like Nick, homie, you know I lit you all up. Period. It was beat down hot. Like it was like hot as shit. It was like you know how Vegas gets in the summer. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Degrees outside, 112 degrees outside. Hot. So like, you know what? We're chilling. And then um we go to this. Oh, I have to like do a gig in New York. So I go to this hotel and um I see them and they both got like, you know, tats and you know, looking like the whole part. And I thought they were like some MMA dudes or something. I'm waiting to check in line and they're both looking at me like real sus, like and I'm just like all right, I put my baggage down, I get out of line, I go up to them, I was like, y'all motherfuckers got a problem with me? And they're like, hey, weren't we playing basketball with you like three months ago in Vegas? And I was like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yo, I'm like too aggro. I was like, I just got off a flight and all this. I was like, yeah, it was good, man. Like, how you feeling? And that's when I really found out about his show and all that kind of thing and yada, yada. But He's been such a good person. Like he's such a good heart, such a good soul. And he wanted to make this album with me. And like, you know, he's guapping up. Like he's like very on point with everything that he does. And I'm feeling very comfortable behind the scenes during this COVID thing, mm-hmm. working on all these fucking producing beats that I'm doing and helping him also with his rhymes along the way. Mm-hmm. So this is gonna be a dope track slash hip hop album would blend with like future like kind of sounds you know what I mean yeah so that's what I had prepared and I'm also working on um a lot of other shit right now it's like this is kid encrypted this is kid GG like um that comes from Germany um there's like I can't name I can't name everything just right working now. with everybody all over the world honestly there's people like just like you know my homie Unk Mm-hmm. Like U-H-N-K. Dude mm-hmm. is fucking incredible. We've knocked out a couple. Um, dude, I it, like it goes on and on. Like I just people send me music, I get paid, and like, like it's a never-ending process of making art and helping other people succeed. Yo, I'm I'm doing my well actually like we all love what we do. Yeah. And we understand like the, the business of it, we understand the artistic element most importantly. It's like, we are a fan. Like we are gonna make each other like rise to the top. And like, we have information that we share with each other that's gonna help us rise and like go go, go in a positive direction. Not even a good direction. It's positive. positive I think that in general, as humans, we always will build better with others than we will just by ourselves. I agree with that wholeheartedly. 100%. 100%. Here, let me take my fucking glasses off. <laughs> yeah, we definitely, I think, yeah. Like, for real, but, hey. I got to show these pretty blues off. Hey. <laughs> hey, I'm at least, good. yeah, you got to. You got to show a little bit of it. All right. So, um, basically, my last question here, actually, um, I do have, I've got one question before I ask my last question. Have you ever been, did you ever get to go to Italy? Have you been to Italy yet? The most fucked up thing is that I am Italian. 
I am partially Italian and I have not played a gig in Italy. That's one of like, I've been to over 50 countries and shit playing like music. I stopped through Italy and I was at the airport and I was like, I'm about to bounce out, out this bitch and let Jesus not go to this gig. That would have been wrong, but mm. I wanted to like go to my, this my mother country, you know, yeah. like, boom, you know, I'm like Italian, Irish, partially Spanish from like my backgrounds, you know what I'm saying? Like, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. Like I've always wanted to play in Italy. I would love to. Yeah, I think that would be something that really cool too. I found that on when I was doing some digging. So I was curious if you had had the chance to travel since then. Hopefully, COVID will uh, reopen up borders here at least again soon. Because I, uh... yeah, Messina in Italy, <laughs> right? Well, um, just to to end it off on a, a solid, sweet note, I want you to leave all of our guests who have been watching and listening to us today with one piece of advice. I think the the best piece of advice, like honestly, like without even having to think about it, is just always be honest. All right. If you are, I mean, like, I mean, if you're just honest, even if people like steer away from you because of your honesty, it doesn't fucking matter. It's like you've been honest and you're telling the truth. Be honest with everything you fucking do ever. And like they say that thing, like you'll never have to remember when you lied, blah, 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 blah. But like, I, I'm not trying to say anything like that. I'm just saying be honest with people and you will you will go as far as the fucking moon and beyond. 100%. Be real. Be honest. Be genuine. Yeah. True. Love that, man. I love that. Well, thank you so much, uh, everyone. You can follow uh, Missinian. I know on uh, it's just Missinian on Instagram, Facebook, like SoundCloud, YouTube. Is there any ones that the name's spelled a little differently? I mean, I don't even fucking care about the internet, to be real. <laughs> well, if you want to go check out any of his music. <laughs> Up and coming artists don't listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm gonna make my way no matter what the fuck I do. It don't even matter. But Facts. like, I think that um, my Twitter's at MC Messinian. Okay. M E S S I N I A N. And my Instagram is at Messinian. And then my page on. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, I'm sorry. I really don't give a fuck about the internet. No, that's... that's Hit that's, me up. If you find me, just look up Messinian. M-E-S-S-I-N-I-A-N. And if you find me, <laughs> I will holler back at you, like, for real. Like, there's mad people that hit me up, and they're just, like, tell me, like, fucking, like, paragraphs of, like, what's going on in their life and, like, how I can help them. I'm, like, the motherfucking Dr. Phil of the internet. I don't know what the fuck is going on, why people relate to me so much and why they think that they, like, but keep it coming. I'm cool. I love yeah, it. I got I got some time here and there to help y'all out. I love y'all motherfuckers. And, like, I wouldn't be shit without you motherfuckers. Like, for real, I love you. And I love the people that listen to music. Not only mine, but everybody's. Like all my families, all my friends' music, people that create music and are just like striving for that dream. I'm one of the lucky ones that work hard as hell passing out flyers when those were a thing. And it wasn't all just like on the internet. <laughs> like, so nothing but love to all y'all and nothing but love to Neon Black. 
Like for real. Like thank you for having this interview. Much appreciated, I'm man. Very happy to be a part of this. Yeah, right? man. I'm so happy that you were on here. And thank you, everyone listening and watching. Please definitely give us a share, give it a like, show the love, spread the love. That's what uh that's what art's for and just community's for, right? Just love all around. Well, Putting the glasses back on. <laughs> no, you're good. Well, thank you again so much, man, for coming on. We'll have to have you on again soon because it sounds like we definitely have some more to uh, to finish catching up on. Um, we could probably talk for 25,000 hours, but you know what it is. I don't want to bore everybody with my life. <laughs> the truest and the fullest and have fun during this COVID virus and make sure that you look out at the people that are, you know, you okay. wear a mask. like do something like positive, like, you know, you can't just be like going around bawling and like coughing and spitting on people because you're in peak physical shape. Like there's 90 year old grandmothers out there, like be a nice person, be a considerate human being, you know, all that love and chakra shit I talked to you about. I could probably like read anybody's tarot on this motherfucker. And even if you believe in that or not, I could fucking get right down to the root of you. But let's right <laughs> of your soul. And that's what it is. Like, I know what the fuck. I see shit in a different realm. I come from the streets. I come from fucking, like, living in a trailer park. I come from, like, living in the middle of fucking nowhere, getting evicted from L.A. and living in the woods in an outhouse, like, that didn't have any fucking light. No, like, no lighting in the whole fucking, like, cabin, any of that. Like, I come from everywhere. So just understand, like, I've lived in gated communities, like mansion status shit. And it's like, I'm not trying to be that dude that's like flossing out and like trying to be like, oh, I'm the dopest motherfucker. Like, eh. like I understand where everybody comes from to the best of my ability. And I would love to hear from you. So please hit me up on social media and I'll do my best to get back at you. And much love. Hell yeah, Bye. man. Much love. Have a great rest of your night. All right, big up, Paige. Peace. Bye. Me on Black, represent.